sometimes the organization or the, the system doesn't have the appropriate tools to develop the leaders. Mm. So it might it might be that you know that the system is is functioning okay, but it's not really thriving. And part of the reason it's not thriving is because it doesn't it doesn't know how to really emphasize and support the leadership structures within it. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7, with my special guest, Michael Dietrich Chastain. The Leadership Challenge. Leadership, team performance, and employee engagement can all be sustainably changed. While the process may be complicated, the ingredients necessary for sustainable behavior change are predictable, measurable, and consistent. Let's talk about it. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. With us, we have a special guest, Mr. Michael Dietrich Chastain, uh, who is an author, speaker, professional coach, and consultant dedicated to peak performance. Michael specializes in working with leaders and teams that want to reduce stress, create more time in their schedule, and build more engaged, happy, and profitable workplaces. Michael firmly believes that leadership, team performance, and employee engagement can all be sustainably changed. While the process may be complicated, the ingredients necessary for the sustainable behavior change are predictable, measurable, and consistent. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much, Jason. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So besides, uh, you know, your your resume here that I shared a little with our audience, you know, who, who are you and what you do? Mm. Well, I'm uh, yeah, I guess I, I wear a number of hats, I suppose. In, in any in any given week, I'm either doing one on one or group leadership coaching. Um, I'm also a facilitator. So, for instance, this morning I facilitated a couple hours of a workshop for about 30 leaders all around building emotional intelligence. So that's another hat that I wear as facilitator. And then in addition to that, uh, prior to COVID was doing a lot of speaking on various stages and those stages are now virtual. And so uh, speaking is another hat that I wear, whether it's a conference or a summit or you know something of that nature. And then in addition to that, I'm, a, I'm an author. And so I do spend some time writing as well. So those are a handful of hats that I wear. Yeah, absolutely. And those are some quality hats. You know, those are some quality <laughs> hats. I um, have actually, you know, read through your book, uh, Changes, The Busy Professional's Guide to Reducing Stress, Accomplishing Goals, and Mastering Adaptability. And so, you know, one of the things that I, I teach myself in my program is the three mindsets of next generation leaders is adaptability, uh, innovation, and connection. And so definitely in your book, uh, jives real good uh, mm. with, with that with that concept there so yeah. um if you if you would like to you know uh, tell us you know something about you know your book like what what made you write this book and again i gotta kind of tell you i do go off script a little bit as it relates to <laughs> uh you know these podcasts and so yeah so what so what made you write this book man this this awesome book here Oh, that's great! Yeah, and I and I love off script, so I'm I'm game for wherever wherever we want to go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So the the book came from 
asking a, a question, uh, the, the question being, how do human beings create change regardless of what that change is? And to back up a little bit, Jason, I to, just to give you a little background, um, I've spent most of my career in human change making, I, I think is a, is a general way to describe it. But out of uh, undergrad, you know, I had the intention to get a master's or PhD in industrial organizational psychology. And so did the kind of emphasis work in college for that track and then got a corporate job out of college doing what, you know, it's funny to look back on was really leadership coaching and employee coaching. Um, it was some account management, some sales. I wore a lot of hats at, during that time, but uh, it was a great corporate experience, but ultimately triggered my interest in uh, wanting to take a deeper dive in, into human development. So I went back and got a master's in counseling and then went to get a license as a licensed therapist eventually. That's a, that's kind of a long process, but eventually yeah. got a license and then practiced in the mental health world for a number of years in private practice and community practice, working in the jail system, the hospital system, leading teams of therapists. Still had this interest in corporations and in teams and, and you know system performance of a business. So I made a pivot back to the corporate world in, let's see, like 2013. And um, I, I give you this long answer to the book, to the question about the book, because you know, all of all of this time over the course of my career, I've essentially been helping, you know, people create change, whether that's a leader wanting to create, you know, further employee engagement in their business, or it's someone, you know, dealing with a drug addiction, or it's someone that's, you know, reeling from depression from a divorce, you know, or it's, you know, someone dealing with severe persistent anxiety, um, or it's a team trying to enhance their performance. We're all asking the same question which is how do we create change? And so as I reflected on this for a couple of years, you know, I, I really came to these seven primary pillars of our lived experience that, you know, in the research show that, you know, these are the influencers of our ability to create change. And so that, that is in essence what the book is about. It's these seven pillars of our lived experience and how they influence not only our ability to create the change that we want, but how we respond to unpredictability or chaotic circumstance. And so that's a very long answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But that's a good answer, though. So before we go into like the, the definition of leadership and, and others, can you, I, I guess, briefly let us know what those seven things are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll preface this by saying the seven are actually an acronym. And I, I usually like to like to say that the 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 pillars came first and the acronym came second. And so and I and I say that because, you know, when I was when I was researching this initially, I came up with these seven words and then I thought, well, wouldn't it be interesting if there was a an acronym so people could remember, you know, these seven pillars. And so that the acronym is changes and the pillars are cognition, heart action, nourishment, guts, environment, and spirit. Yeah. And we could take, we could take any, you know, if you're curious to learn more, I can, I can explain anything further about any of those. Yeah. So we definitely have to have you back on the podcast to, uh, you know, to go deeper into this and we'll actually uh, have an, uh, an opportunity to let people know how they can get a copy of your book and your services as well. So uh, as it relates to changes is what that spells out here. You know, why do leaders, as this is a leadership uh, podcast, why do leaders struggle, you know, so much with creating the changes that they actually want to see? Like, what, mm -hmm. why is that struggle there? Yeah, yeah. I think, look, I think a couple of reasons. You know, one is that 
you know, leaders are often promoted into position based on skill sets that they have for their particular job or industry or, or company, right? So someone could be a, a, a really good, you know, mechanic, but in a leadership position, they obviously don't, may, may not have the leadership skills necessary. So they got promoted because of their skill set in their particular position, not because of their leadership leadership skill set. And that's that's offers all sorts of consequences for an organization. And so I think that's one reason that, you know, leaders struggle is because they've been put in positions without the appropriate tools. And then I think the other reason that leaders are, you know, have a hard time managing change or just leadership in general um, is because, you know, really effective leadership at the highest level requires a, I think, consistent look at ourselves, you know, look at our, our patterns, our behaviors, our belief systems, um, our interaction style, our emotional intelligence. It's really a, a deeper dive into, you know, who we are as human beings. And I think that for, for a lot of folks, there's some resistance, the resistance around that, you know, rightfully so. I mean, that's not, I don't think leadership is an, is an easy skill to develop for, for all those reasons that, you know, looking, looking in the mirror is, uh, can be challenging for all of us. And so I would say those are two, two reasons that we see regularly that leaders struggle with. Wow. Yeah, that's good. So since you're saying that, uh, as it relates to leadership and how it's, uh, you know, difficulty, you know, what is your definition of leadership? Hmm. You know, I think, I think simply put, Jason, leadership is all about the consistent uh, work on developing myself and all those around me. Like that's, Mm. it's that simple. It's, it's as simple as always looking for the opportunity to better myself and better those that I'm around. If I think if we can, if we can harness that simple definition as leaders, um, the rest becomes a lot easier. Not now, not that not that that's easy to always do, but I think it's it's often easier to to be simple with definitions that we give. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and so, and I'm glad you said that because I, I read a book called The Future Leader by uh, Jacob Morgan, mm. and uh, he talked about in there. You know, he interviewed. Uh, over 40 uh, leaders and all of them gave, you know, a different definition of leadership. And so mm-hmm. I've, I've really come to realize that there are uh, as many definitions uh, of leadership as there are people to say it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. So and, and I like the way that you said that leaders are promoted because of the skill set and not necessarily because of the leadership skill set. That's right. That's right. And I bear witness to that. And of course, you talked about, you know, how the, you know, many implications of of that, you know, and uh, Gallup has has it in their book. um, It's the manager. And they state that, you know, 82 percent of the time, you know, the wrong person is promoted into leadership positions or talent match. Yeah. So, yeah. And so definitely that that drives the 75 percent of why people quit their jobs as well. So, you know, that, that that leadership is so important, man. And so that's why I'm asking, you know, why do leaders struggle with creating changes uh, they say that mm-hmm. they want? And so yeah, this episode is the leadership mm-hmm. challenge. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, I was just going to say the other, you know, another thing that comes to mind that that we see and we try to support our clients on is that sometimes the organization or the, the system doesn't have the appropriate tools to develop the leaders. Mm-hmm. So it might, it might be that, you know, that the system is 
is functioning okay, but it's not really thriving. And part of the reason it's not thriving is because it doesn't, it doesn't know how to really emphasize and support the leadership structures within it. And so, so I think that that is part of this, this question of, you know, why do leaders struggle? Sometimes the, the organizations or systems that they're in don't provide the tools, training or coaching that's necessary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 That's excellent, man. And so, you know, that drives the, the culture of an organization. And Peter Drucker says, you know, that strategy is good, but culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah. And so as we're building, you know, these strategies, we always have to keep the culture of the organization uh, in mind. So thank you for that, uh, Michael. If you can, uh, give us, uh, my, uh, my audience, our audience, uh, three leadership tips. Sure, sure, sure. Gosh, yeah, it's, it's uh, I would say these are in no, in no particular order, but there, there, there's so many great leadership tips out there. You know, one, one I would say that maybe is, is not as uh, emphasized, although it should be, is to, to take care of our physical selves uh, in, a, in a much better way. And the reason I say that, Jason, is, you know, like like the old metaphor of, you know, putting on the mask first. If you're if you're in an airplane that's crashing, you got to get your oxygen first. But that's just such a real thing that we see all the time that if we're not taking care of our physical wellness, the stress that is the consequence of that spreads like, you know, a virus through an organizational system. And so if we really want to optimize ourselves as leaders, uh, one of the things we can do that's relatively simple is get more exercise, move more, eat more or eat, eat healthier rather. Um, and sleep more, you know, sleep more, get, get your seven to nine hours a, a night. So I think that's a very like simple, but really impactful tip. Um, the other thing that I would say that we see really consistently in the work that we do at Arc Integrated is, uh, helping leaders with setting more effective boundaries. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, getting really clear around what are what are the boundaries that I'm willing and not willing to tolerate around my value system, for instance, mm-hmm. or if I'm or if I'm a leader working with employees, what is the boundary that is around, you know, what I should be doing, and what they should be do, they should be doing or what is the consequence of their behavior? How do we hold them accountable? You know, what is a path to success or a path to failure look like? These are all questions of boundary. And so that would be tip number two is get better at setting boundaries. And then the last thing I'll say is, you know, whether or not an organization is providing tools or resources for you as a leader, uh, go get them yourself. Go out there and pursue a conference or a training or get an executive coach. There is so much both free and paid for tools and strategies out there that are just available at our fingertips that, um, you know, it, it, I just I encourage any leader to be pursuing their own development, whether or not they're being encouraged to or not. Excellent tips, Michael. Excellent. So to, to recap is to take care of yourself, your physical self. Uh, number two is setting more effective boundary or uh, get better at setting more effective boundaries. And number three is go pursue leadership skills for yourself. Don't wait for someone else to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, and I would say attached to number three, you know, just in case there's any, for those that are listening, in case there's any doubt about the ROI, the return on investment for, you know, investing in your own training or coaching or education, um, I can promise that there is. And the reason I say that is because as, as we develop ourselves as leaders, uh, we become more, more marketable and more influential. 
right? So if we're in a system that we that we want to excel in, if we want to climb a ladder in a current current organizational structure, our ability to have really great leadership skills is going to influence our ability to climb that ladder. And just just as true, if we want to move, we want to make a make a, a, a lateral move to another organization, being really uh, being a really good leader and having those skill sets uh, can be really influential in finding new opportunity. And the reason that is, is, is because of what we talked about earlier, that a lot of times people are put in positions even when they don't have those leadership skills. So if you have a skill set within your particular industry or profession and you have those really good leadership skills, you're going to be twice as marketable. So I just want to clarify that there. I think there's just so much ROI on making that investment in ourselves as leaders. Yeah, that is excellent. That is excellent and, and inspirational, Michael. So thank you. Yeah, yeah that's excellent. Uh, do you have any closing comments? Uh, how can people solicit your services and or purchase your products and your contact info? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I would just as a, as a closing comment, I, you know, I would just say um, one of, I guess, is another tip which is, you know, as a leader, continue to leverage those that are around you and don't underestimate the wisdom that uh, is available in your immediate circle of employees or colleagues. You know, one of, the, one of the things that we've seen since COVID and doing a lot of online work is that, you know, through facilitating various exercises where people can leverage the wisdom in the room, uh, that that is the feedback that we get is that that is one of the most influential elements of you know the training that that we provide and so I I just want to emphasize for all the leaders out there that there's so much opportunity when you leverage uh, the people in the room that you have available to you and you get regular feedback from them so that's just one last element of encouragement and as far as um, as far as contact information uh, you can find us at arcintegrated.com that's a r c integrated.com and if people are interested in, in real tools and additional resources to, to really get better at managing change in this crazy world that we're in right now, uh, they can go to arcintegrated.com slash free. And we have what's called a changes playbook where people can download a bunch of goodies and they're, and they're all around how do we become more adaptable as leaders. Very good. Very good. Well, Michael Dietrich Chastain, thank you so much for being our guest today on Leadership Is Podcast. Looking forward to having you on this podcast once again. And you take care. Thanks so much, Jason. Yeah, great to be here with you. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcomes and are they the outcomes you're looking for? Please visit www jmleadershipdevelopment.com again www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation to assess if we can address your leadership development needs oh and by the way always remember that leadership is influence and service Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. We have with us today Mr. Michael Dietrich Chastain, and he talked to us about, you know, the leadership challenge. And he does this challenges thing on Facebook um, as well. I mean, it's fun, you know, so if you want to follow him, 
just look him up on Facebook, uh, Michael Dietrich Chastain. He gave us three excellent leadership tips. Take care of your physical self, number one. Number two is get better at setting more effective boundaries. And number three, go pursue leadership skills for yourself to make yourself more marketable. I think that's excellent. One of the uh, things that he said on the podcast here that bears witness to, you know, what I always talk about um, as it relates to the the, the right uh, uh, cheeks in the right seats, right? Promoting the right people into leadership positions. He says leaders are promoted because of a skill set, not because of a leadership skill set. So in other words, you know, they were good at their jobs, right? They knew what to do with their jobs, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they had the leadership skill set to be promoted into leadership positions. And so a lot of times, you know, companies promote people into leadership positions because of their tenure, because of their work performance, you know, they're uh, loyal to the company, they've been there for, for quite a while, and so they know what they're doing. But again, that does not equate great leadership. There are some components that are there uh, that need to be part of that leadership development. And so, you know, that's where JM Leadership Development comes in with the eight fundamental qualities of next generation leaders. And we'll talk about that at another time. But we enjoyed Michael Dietrich Chastain on our show today. Thank you. And he knows and I'm letting you all know that he is always welcome on this show. He, uh, or this podcast, rather. But here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your company with identifying and developing your leadership bench. If you would like for us to have a conversation about doing a presentation or keynote at your next event or about your leadership bench, including helping you develop one, please do not hesitate to reach out to us via email at info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com or give us a call. and we will respond promptly. In the meantime, please subscribe and give us a good review for this podcast on many podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, pardon me, and more under the name Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is. You also may want to follow us on social media. Twitter is at LeadershipJM. Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Development. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.